You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers Winky Wednesday edition. Our guest, Nicholas Winkler, joining us momentarily. You can find Crocker and I at BD Peacock, at Eric underscore Crocker, and shoot some questions that we will no doubt hit on today's program or any other day throughout the week as we get prepared to start training camp and the 2021 season, which is rapidly approaching. But now, let's bring on today's guest. Nicholas Winkler, come on down. Nick, how are you, sir? Getting pumped for camp next week? Yeah, I mean, this is the time of year, right, where baseball's back after the All-Star break. Like, last week was the worst week of the year. There's just no sports happening. And you get, like, the one finals game during those four days off, and uh, and there's nothing happening in football, no camp, nothing. So it's like, that's behind, behind us now. So we're moving forward. We got the good stuff coming. Camp's coming up. We got the Olympics coming up this week. Like a lot of good stuff to look forward to. It's all downhill. It's all downhill, man. Crocker right. and I are are projecting our final rosters. Like this is it. This is here. We're going to start getting reports about who showed up to camp, who's in shape, who's not, mm-hmm. uh, who hopefully, cross fingers, knock on wood, gets hurt. Ooh. We just had a huge injury in the NFC West, which is like one of those things, and it smacks you in the face every time. It's like, oh, yeah, this could get dicey real quick. Um, and and Crocker and I were projecting our running backs for the uh, the final 53-man roster, and it's like, yeah, you know they're going to need all of them. <laughs> like, they're going to yeah. need all of them. That's just the way it is. Cam Akers of the Los Angeles Rams ruptured Achilles out for the year. Wink, Croc, I hope you guys hadn't already drafted Cam Akers in your fantasy football leagues. And Crocker, by the way, we have to change our all-NFC West preseason running back now because it's still preseason, and the guy we chose, Cam Akers, is gone. Yeah, that was the first thing I thought of when I saw that. You know, and I feel bad. You know, you never want to see someone get injured. That's pretty tough to see. Like, no matter what team, even, even if it's a division rival. Now, my second thought was... Well, the 49ers don't have to face him, you know, and that sounds a little <laughs> insensitive, but he was I mean, someone. It doesn't that hurt I the 49ers, clearly, that's for sure. You know, we were clearly expecting him to have a yeah. big year. So that you take that away from their team, unfortunately for them and for him with his injury. But to some extent, and I'm kind of being careful with my words here because I don't want uh, people to attack me, but to some extent, the 49ers benefit from not having to see Akers, who I would both of us thought would be the best running back in the division. All right. Would you, would either of you guys, if you were the Rams, would you just not worry? Daryl Henderson, you're okay there. Or would you go shopping? Adrian Peterson, uh, one of the other, like, you know, backup type running backs would make sense too. Or do you go big? Do you trade? Do you, do you call up the Broncos for Melvin Gordon or the Jaguars for James Robinson since they drafted a first round running back in Travis Etienne, something like that. Or do you just say, I, I'm good. Let's get go. Let's go bring in Duke Johnson to back up Daryl Henderson and, and roll. I mean, forgive me if I'm wrong here, but isn't Todd Gurley available? Like, I feel like that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, here's here's my question. If the Rams, so Croc, you're Todd Gurley. I am less Snead with the Rams, and I call you. Do you even answer the phone? Because I, I think it's more likely the Rams call Todd Gurley than Todd Gurley's like. Yeah, let's let's go back and do that again after you just dumped me on my butt and didn't allow me to collect my paycheck. Hey, there is that bad blood, and we saw some of it play out in the media. But if they call you, you have to take the job. Hey, man, it was just business. I'm sorry. 
let's uh, hash it all out and let's be friends again. I'll gladly come. When you're a running back and you're kind of dealing with some of these injuries, then those those phone calls start slowing down. You got to mm-hmm. take whatever opportunity comes your way. Yeah, you said it. When you're unemployed like that and somebody calls you, you answer the phone. And you're like, yeah, yeah, let's work something out. I'll be right there. Let's go. <laughs> when was Todd Gurley's last year in L.A.? Was he a teammate with rookie Daryl Henderson? Yes. He's only been gone one year, yeah, right? Yeah, he's only been one gone year one year in Atlanta. In Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. It's, it feels like an eternity. Running backs' careers are crazy. So 2019, yeah, Todd Gurley was only 25 years old. Todd Gurley's still only 27. I thought he was going to be like 38. He's only 27 years old this year. Um, so when he was 25, 2019... Gurley was with the Rams with, I believe that would have been rookie year, Daryl Henderson. So maybe Todd Gurley's like, look, I already know I'm better than Daryl Henderson. I saw him as a rookie and he, the dude can't play. So maybe I can go win that job. One year deal, be a starter. Maybe that's his best opportunity to maybe get a real free agent contract since right now he's still on the street and probably doesn't have a ton of suitors. Yeah, I got to feel like the offense is pretty much the same, right? So if you want somebody that can come in, help you out right away, Todd Gurley just like he makes the, the most sense possible and I mean it's such a bummer for Cam Akers too if you're a Rams fan or just a football fan in general you said it Croc like I'm not rooting for anybody to have an injury especially you know right before the season starts just based on how you know happened to the Niners last year and all those injuries but that being said it does help the 49ers a lot in that division because Cam Akers was projected to do very well I just did my first mock draft for the Oblong Balls uh, Brian and yeah, in second round I'm debating like, ooh, should I take Cam Akers? Oh, I don't know. I I, I think the, he's gonna have a huge year, this and that, and then and then this happens and it's like, oh man, it's, you you really feel bad for the guy and you feel, feel bad, bad yeah. for the fan base, but as a division rival, there's this part of you that's just like, oh, okay. That's probably <laughs> what it, it, it it helps. I mean, it yeah. helps the 49ers, but again, it is unfortunate. And me as a football fan. I just love watching good football players. Like, yep. I don't like watching games and, and you know, because, yeah, the 49ers play the Rams twice a year, but the Rams also play these other teams, and I want to see them do well against the, the the you know, Seattle Seahawks or the Arizona mm-hmm. Cardinals. Like, beat those teams, and I feel like, you know, you have Cam Akers, you're at your full strength, and I really feel bad for Matthew Stafford, who hasn't had a run game. Right. And I've been one of those people that want to see him do well there because there are a lot of people that just think he just can't play football, and I don't think that's the case. I nope. thought Cam Akers – was going to really just finally give him that that run game and see how that looked. And I, I want to see Matthew Stafford at full strength, so there's no excuses for him. And uh, it looks like they already took one of his pieces away due to injury. So that is unfortunate to see him injured. But, again, if you are a 49er fan or any other team in the NFC West, it's not the worst thing that happened for you this offseason. Mm-hmm. Well, I, for one, do not feel bad for Matthew Stafford, but we know Crocker is a, a closet Rams fan that we learned earlier uh, last week at some point. So, um, but look, it, here's the other thing is like, yes, injuries to your rival can help your, your, your team. Right. But I imagine what Cardinals and Rams and Seahawks fans felt like last year watching the 49ers, you know, kind of chuckling under their breath. Oh, oops. You lost right. Bosa. Oh, that's tough, tough break guys. Uh, you don't have that guy coming after our quarterback now. So I, I don't think 49ers fans should feel bad at all. If they feel like, oh, maybe it's a little easier to play the Rams now. Yeah, I don't think that there was any sort of, oh, we feel bad for the 49ers last year coming off of a Super Bowl year. and <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, you, you lost a couple of key pieces early. I feel bad for you. Let's take it easy on them. No, no, not at all. I totally agree there. And also, as we know, running backs don't matter, so it probably won't really change anything <laughs> for the Rams. Oh, okay, okay. So that's another topic, right? Real quick, <laughs> you and I were just discussing this, the difference between a top-tier guy and a guy that's, you know, just – 
a, a, an average starting running back and what is the difference going to be? So we talked about Cam Akers, and yes, he is a difference maker to some extent, but is the production from Akers to Henderson, is there going to be that big of a drop-off? And I'd say from that standpoint, I don't think it's going to be a huge drop-off in the production of the run game. It's just maybe a play here and there that might help them win. They might miss out on that. There was a point last year where Henderson had an extended run, even when Akers came back from the injury, and he played pretty well. And actually, I just looked at the statistics. They were nearly identical between the two running backs. They were one yard apart, 625 and 624 yards rushing between those two running backs, Akers and Henderson. And Henderson actually had a better yards per carry by 0.2 yards, 4.5 versus 4.3. So statistically, it didn't really look all that different at all. Yeah, it's, it's a scheme thing, I think, in, in uh, L.A. there because I had Henderson on my fantasy team last year. and he, he produced whenever he was in there and he was the starter. He got the carries. He got the touchdowns. Like He, he was a, a, a good running back. So I think that's, I think if you're the Rams, you probably go with Henderson. You probably feel pretty good starting him. But I, I really think you got to go out and you got to get somebody. I think Todd Gurley makes a lot of sense. I'd be really shocked if they didn't at least bring him in and have a talk with him. Yeah, they, do they go name value on the free agent market? Do they go Gurley? Do they go Adrian Peterson or someone like that for more of an mm-hmm. early town, early down sort of a back? Or do they go with uh, somebody else that is more of a, a pure backup to Henderson? Or do they go in the trade market? So we'll see what happens with the Los Angeles Rams. I'm sure they'll try to get something done before training camp starts next week. And by the way, Croc referenced our conversation about running backs. That conversation has happened already but it's actually for tomorrow's episode so stay tuned for tomorrow and hopefully nobody gets hurt on the 49ers in our projected 53-man roster on the defensive side of the ball which is tomorrow's show but let's finish up this weeky wednesday today check in on the mailbag and a couple of other notes uh, that we have here uh, coming up get in on some extra action at betonline.ag like odds for which wide receiver will lead the league in receiving yards this season Stephon Diggs, the odds-on favorite to lead the league in receiving yards at 8-1. to one. Calvin Ridley, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins right behind them. Got some younger players coming up with A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf and Brown's new teammate in Julio Jones. Maybe some better odds down the list a little bit for C.D. Lamb, the up-and-comer rookie from last year. Justin Jefferson at 14-1. to one. Lamb is 33-1. to one. Brandon Ayuk, 66 to 1. Kind of like that. Get those bigger, deeper odds for some of these really talented wide receivers in the NFL. Who's your favorite to lead the league in receiving yards in 2021? You can find those odds at betonline.ag, just like you can with quarterbacks and passing yard leaders or rookies of the year, Super Bowl winners, win totals for your favorite NFL team. Go to betonline.ag. And use promo code locked on. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code locked on at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Wink, I know you have a question for us, but real quick, there was a story a few weeks ago. Do you guys remember this about former 49ers and former Eagles and former uh, Patriots? I think he played for wide receiver uh, Jordan Matthews, who was running mm-hmm. routes for Trey Lance at his second pro day has bulked up 30 pounds or something crazy like that and is converting to tight end. Crocker and I, when we were doing the offensive 53-man projection earlier this week, tight end is thin. Like, why is Jordan Matthews not already signed? If he already knows Kyle Shanahan's offense, they obviously like him enough. They brought him back a couple of different times. And I like the idea of Jordan Matthews, the tight end, more so than I even like him as Jordan Matthews, the you know number six wide receiver at this point. 
maybe he's not a good blocker. I mean, it comes right down to it, right? I mean, that's that's kind of the more important role of a tight end, I think, is that the ability to be that extra tackle on the, on the end there. So maybe he hasn't gotten that down yet. And they're like, oh, come back, you know, work on that, and, and then we'll talk right before the season starts. So if he's putting in the work and, and, and he can do that aspect, I think you got to sign him. I think you're right. He knows the offense. He, he's got great hands. It makes a lot of sense. I also say they took him to the workout with Trey Lance, right? Like, you know, remember the second Trey Lance workout, I don't think he could use his college players and whatnot. So they had to bring in some veteran guys to run routes and, you know, guys that knew kind of what they wanted. So that was kind of a handpicked thing to have Jordan Matthews run routes for Trey Lance. And, you know, that was Kyle Shanahan and those guys picking them out. Interesting. Yeah. And he so didn't maybe, look 30 pounds heavier, but I he mean. He didn't. He didn't. He's always been a kind of a big receiver so i don't know uh how big or small he was before and i don't know if that 30 well actually um i think the number i thought i saw another story where the number the pound thing was a little bit different because i'm sure he went from something like 215 to 235 so maybe 20 pounds would be plenty and a lot and big enough to you know start to talk about being a tight end but who knows maybe he is 250 i have no idea um but there was a video of him I saw in a note that he's been working out with George. That's why I brought it up this time because it's a new story about him working out in Nashville with George Kittle and Robert Tanyan. So maybe they're getting the inside info from George Kittle. Hopefully he's working on his blocking. But I mean, mm-hmm. look, I mean, I love it. Thirty pound. Do you work on blocking Matthews, in the offseason though? I don't know. You're I've on never your feet, se- right. You just got to work on your feet. I rarely. <laughs> I mean, you see guys. You see some big guys pushing the sled around a little bit sometimes, but usually it's more technique work, getting off the yeah. blocks, or footwork stuff that's that's what i mean come on that sizzles on on instagram right i never see crocker working on blocking on instagram i see him running routes i see him throwing footballs i see him trying to pretend he's a wide receiver i never see him uh pretend he's gonna block or tackle anybody on instagram do you wink no no i look for it though i'm always checking is he blocking today no no <laughs> no tackling drills today croc okay i see <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, Jordan Matthews, a name to watch. The 49ers are mm-hmm. thin at, at tight end. Uh, it just makes too much sense. I don't know how he's not signed already. I don't I like it. the tight end group. After looking at it yesterday, I think that's yeah. the 49ers' worst position. And it's weird because you have your best player there. but the, And then you have Dwelly, and we'll, you know, we'll see. He's they, It feels like they keep trying to replace him, but that's a scary position, especially considering how much time – uh, uh, George Kittle has missed throughout his career. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you had Jordan Reed to kind of fill in and do some pass-catching things last year, and that could maybe be a role that Jordan Matthews plays if he doesn't lose too much athleticism after bulking up and he is able to block, and that helps him do those things. And he was you know, somewhat of a physical wide receiver. He wasn't afraid to hit anybody as a wide receiver blocking, but that's much different than trying to block a defensive end, obviously. Um, but yeah, tight end, if George Kittle goes down, cornerback if Verrett goes down, and defensive end if Bosa goes down. Those are the three right now going into camp. Those three positions, I'm like, oof, edge, tight end, and corner. And especially edge and corner because of how impactful those positions are. I think you can kind of, you know, put some scotch tape on the on the tight end position and be okay with most teams and most offenses, even though he's your number one really wide receiver in George Kittle, so that could hurt uh, even more than most teams at tight end. But, man, th- those are the three positions I'm looking right now. If there's people out there on the free agent market or maybe some trades to be had those those conversations are probably being had in the 49ers front office before camp starts wink did you have a question for us i think you had something right yeah it's just something a little fun i mentioned earlier uh that the olympics they actually started uh today there was some softball i think opening ceremonies on friday 
So I thought it'd be fun if we just took a little minute here and looked at the 49ers roster and then was like, oh, who would be good at blank? Like, who would be good at rhythmic gymnastics? Who would be good at the shot put? You know, <laughs> things like that. I, was, I thought you were going to say, who would be better at rhythmic gymnastics between the three of us? And we can go there. That was going to be easy because me. I would crush you guys in almost every Olympic sport except for um, speed. Yeah, except any, for, any of the track and field. Except for anything where I have to move laterally. <laughs> they have three <laughs> on three basketball now in the Olympics. That's insane. That's just yeah. is that for men and women? I did see yeah. for the women. The men didn't qualify. The U.S. men didn't qualify, but the women did. And they're they're favorites, I guess. America couldn't what? qualify for a basketball event of any sort. Yeah. I think it was just some like college guys who hadn't played in like ten years or something. The the teams that they put together, yeah. <laughs> I looked up. I didn't. I didn't recognize any of the names. I'm like, who is this guy? Oh, okay. Yeah, he went to Kentucky. Oh, okay. That was a long time ago. No, they've got all kinds of crazy new sports. There's skateboarding's now in there. Uh, free climbing, like speed climbing. There's all these uh, mountain climbing sports. Yeah, there's there's a lot of good stuff, man. And by the way, are we going to pretend that Wink didn't throw down the challenge? to Croc a few weeks ago in Madden, and we still haven't had that happen yet. That's got to go live on Twitch at some point, right? At some point. we got to set that up for sure. I'd have to yeah, buy Madden not. first, but that's all right. Oh, man. Uh, if you're not practiced <laughs> up, I don't think that's even fair. Yeah, you need some time then if that's the case. No, yeah. that's all right. See, that's just it. I'd come at him from a totally different side. He wouldn't expect to be like, oh, somebody's going to run right here because that's how they always do. No, no, Wink, you still in the Hail Mary. Like, well, actually, out. that's that's because the new Madden hasn't been released yet. When does that get released? I think next month. They usually come month. out uh, – September, middle of September. It did. I thought it was like right before the season started. They want to get yeah, like around August. Football. I mean, I said September, excuse me, August, like around August 26, 27. Usually yeah. it comes out around there. There was one year where it was like the very first week of August or like late July. They did that like two years ago, mm-hmm. but that was an anomaly. Usually it's is way late around August. Well, they want to make sure the rosters are as set as possible before they release it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that's perfect because that will even the playing field a little bit if you guys play before Croc has played a whole oh, year's ver- version of a Madden, right? So it'll be, I'm sure right. it'll be very similar, but at least it'll be a new game, maybe some new quirks. So you guys play like that first week it's released, I think it'd be better. I yeah, like it. It always takes some time for me to kind of get used to the new game. I usually play a bunch of like online ranked games. And then mm-hmm. eventually once one week, once week ones comes, that's when our uh, Madden League starts. So then I stop playing a lot of ranked games. But well, we gotta yeah, do it the best time to get me then. will be as soon as the game comes out. Okay, let's do it. Let's plan on that. I love it. Okay, that is set. Um, and back to your original question. Uh, okay, what event are we looking for? Let's 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 attach it's, a couple. That's of these. just it. Like think think of a 49er player. Let, okay, let's just start with George Kittle. What do we think George Kittle will be good at at the Olympics? You know, like is there a sport wrestling? Yeah, there you go. That's a good his weight though, because wrestling's a big weight thing. I would like, say you would if, have to be with the big guy. If we could only choose one player per sport, I would save wrestling for one of the other big daddies on the defensive or offensive line. And I would put George Kittle because George Kittle was a track athlete. So I would go I would look track and field. What's a power event but in track and field? Like something like uh hammer throw or uh discus or one of those. What about like the decathlon? Like a guy that could do ten different sports. Like who would we pick from the 49ers? Maybe maybe Kittle for that. It's, yeah. Kittle's tough because he's big, he's fast, yeah. but he's not fast. So the speed events would be somebody else, and the the mm-hmm. strength events might be somebody else. So that Kittle's well, actually a tough one. The decathlon thing though, it's 
it's one person that competes yeah. in a bunch of different things. All so I think events. from that standpoint, he is fast enough because he is going to be strong. He is right. fluid. So I do think that he can really compete in a lot of the other events as well. You got to be able to do like long jump. I think high jumps one as well. Like there, there's a lot that goes into that decathlon. So you need just an all around athlete for that kind of thing. You're right. Okay. So here's the events in the decathlon. 100 meter dash. Mm-hmm. Broad jump. Shot put. High jump. 400 meter, 110 meter hurdles, discus throw, pole vault, javelin throw, and 1500 meter run. I like it. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think yeah, he's, our that, that's our, he's our guy for that. Yeah, yeah he's our absolutely. Guy. Okay. Nick Bosa might be more of the wrestler. Yes. Nick Bosa or oh, like yeah. Trent Williams, even. Oh, he's so big. I think you get him in on the weightlifting. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Bosa wrestling. Rhythmic gymnastics. I think maybe Richie James. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he can do a backflip. Right? At least know oh, that. Be like we, high jump or triple jump. We have our sprinter, Raheem Mostert. Yeah, that's easy. Oh, for one. sure. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, he's our 100 meter. Jimmy, Jimmy G could do the javelin, maybe? Probably. Got that, got that cannon of an arm. Actually, ooh, that would be a fun one in the qualifying Trey Lance versus George Kittle in the decathlon. Ooh, yeah. I like that. Similarly sized. They both have speed. Mm-hmm. They both are strong. I imagine. Uh, I imagine. Trey Lance would be really good at those, you know, discus throws and pole vaults and javelin and those type of things. I was going to say, uh, use checks, probably a shot putter. I could see that happening. Yeah, absolutely. We're doing all the track and field stuff. What about like swimming? I mean, any of these guys can get some swimming. No, who's long? How about this? Yeah. How about this? I don't know who they threw out there for that three man basketball. I bet there's three guys in the 49ers that, <laughs> could, that could qualify for three man <laughs> basketball. I mean, come on. Yeah. Who, who are they playing against? Uh, that's crazy. It's such I think a Trey Lance game, was right? a good basketball player. Yeah, I believe that. He seems just like now, one of those also, guys that's good at everything. Yeah, but my guy did give me kind of the scoop on where Trey Lance kind of grew up, and he was like, man, there ain't no hoopers over there. Well, so, yeah, and that was part of his problem with recruiting, right? He was playing really low-level high school competition yeah. in football even. Right, right. I don't know. That's good stuff. I like that. If you guys are out there listening, think of anybody who'd be good at a, an Olympic sport. Yeah, let us know. Throw pick it, the throw event in the comments. And, and pick a 49er at BD Peacock, at Eric underscore Crocker, at Bay Area Wink. Let's hit the mailbag next. You know what I've learned about Built Bars? And you hear me say it probably all the time on this podcast. There's no bad time for a Built Bar. One of the best times is a road trip. Have one in your little bag. Have one in your glove box, whatever. It's a perfect snack. You have a long commute. Maybe you skip breakfast. Maybe you you skip lunch. You need a snack, and you can feel good about it, and it tastes great. High in protein, low in sugar. That is the snack you want to grab. And you can grab a box of Built Bars from Built.com using promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. Nine original flavors like cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter is my favorite, cookies and creams really good, orange, strawberry, German chocolate, salted caramel, coconut, and they're always filtering in specialty flavors. So go to Built.com and find out what kind of new flavors they've got for you. You can buy a box of one flavor or do a mix and match. Even great for keto diets if you're trying to maintain, lose weight, only four or five grams of net carbs. So amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. You can't go wrong with a Built Bar if you go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next box of Built Bars. 
the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team? You know, another good question. This is probably too long for us to start getting into and get in and start a segment on. But um, I saw an article from Corbin Smith, the host of Locked On Seahawks, and the Seattle Kraken NHL team. Their expansion draft is this week, and so he did an article about you know who he would protect from the Seahawks roster if there was an NFL expansion draft with similar rules. And essentially, you can't pick somebody who's a rookie or second year. So no first or second year players can be stolen. So, you know, you wouldn't have to protect Ayuk. You wouldn't have to protect Javon Kinlaw or anything like that. So year three or later, and you can protect, I think it's 11 players or something like that. I can't remember what it is, but something like that. But like, um, obviously Bosa would be one of those guys you protect, but that would be a really fun exercise to do someday. I just wanted to shout out Corbin for that article. It was a good idea. Maybe something, if things get boring for us next week and there's no information in camp, we can start protecting guys on the expansion roster. And actually, our Locked On NFL Dynasty League is doing an expansion draft. Bo Brock from Locked On Cardinals jumping in on the league, so we're doing a dynasty. And I had to protect some guys. And guess who we poached? George Kittle, our decathlete. Nice. is no longer on my team. He took him away from me. Wow. Oh, you got post. So not nice. Yeah. Ooh, ouch. Well, it's a two quarterback. Why didn't you league. protect? Why didn't you protect George Kittle? Well, so it's a two quarterback league. I had to protect. Oh, my team was so stacked and ready to go too. Year two of dynasty, I was about to dominate. It's a two quarterback league, so I had to protect Patrick Mahomes. I had to protect Justin Herbert, who I drafted last year, and I had to protect running back Jonathan Taylor because he's ranked higher than Kittle, and I didn't have another running back, and yeah, that's just they were just more valuable. So uh, Kittle was next up, and. I had to uh, had to leave him open, and he got poached. Mm. Yeah, I would have poached him if he was available, mm-hmm. no doubt. I'll trade back for him. There you go. Because my team is going to dominate. Uh, let's see where we at here. Cody says, so cool hearing a player's perspective with Eric Crocker. Talk 49ers. BD Peacock was incredibly entertaining by himself on Lockdown 49ers, but together they take it to a whole other level. Keep bringing the heat, fellas. That is not a question, but a statement that I agree with, so appreciate the kind words, Cody. Robbie wants yeah, to know. Yeah, thanks, Cody. Yeah. Appreciate it, dude. Thanks well, there was a, lot, a there was a name that definitely was not uh, listed there by Cody. Really sweet, dude. Pretty messed up. I will say, people love Nick Winkler. Like I've seen some posts where they're like, "Why did Why did Brian add Eric Crocker? Like Nick Winkler was enough." Like so, they they, they do love you out there. No, but you're 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 right where you're supposed to be, Croc. You're killing it, man. <laughs> Robbie says. Uh, you are building an offense, and of the following position groups, choose one to be above average, one to be average, and one to be below average. Quarterback, offensive line as a full unit, wide receiver. Ooh, interesting. Quarterback I, above average. Like, so, give me a great quarterback. I feel like yeah. he makes the O-line better. So I'm going to go average O-line and below average receiver core because we can manufacture touches. I think you're exactly right, yeah. Nailed it. That's exactly what I was going to say. Above average quarterback, it's too important. Uh, wide receiver is absolutely below average. And if you're average on the offensive line with all five offensive linemen, that's great. That means mm-hmm. you don't have any <laughs> obvious holes because you can have an all-star left tackle and then have a trash right tackle and your quarterback's still getting killed. So just the, if the entire offensive line is average, that's fine to me. I can operate with a great quarterback or an above average quarterback. And we can manufacture touches for the wide receivers. So How many people teams. just were like, "Oh, that's the 49ers right now, right? You got a great left tackle and a trash right tackle." How many people? How many of the McGlinchey haters out there They're, just that, popped on board right there? That probably set off a few triggers when I said that. Um, but yeah. what's funny is there was a few comments below in this. Robbie himself they they said they would start with the above average offensive line. 
I, I thought about it, but I think Crocker's right. I think that the, the above-average quarterback makes up for, for a shaky Here's offense. a question. Line. Would an above-average offensive line make an average quarterback play up to above-average? No. It would help your run game, but that's about it. You can't. Right. You got to make the throws. You got to be able to step up in the pocket. You got to be elusive. You got to you know, all that. I mean, look what Russell Wilson did for years behind a bad Seattle Seahawks offensive line. You're right. You're right. right. A.A. Ron wants to know, do we think Kyle will script practices to make Lance look good in front of the media in training camp? He probably should. I don't, I don't know if he will, but that, that wouldn't be a bad idea, especially for the first couple of practices where the media is there. It, it wouldn't be a bad idea, but I, I really don't think Kyle Shanahan cares. I actually think yeah. he kind of despises the media. But I don't think he goes in there like, oh, man, like if I try this with him today, like it's going to be tough for the like the media is going to be after him if he messes up. Like I, I don't think he goes into any practice thinking that. I think he looks at it as I need to get this kid ready, especially if he's going to be the guy. And I need to see what he can do because I don't want him to find out later that this is tough. Like practice, he needs to make his mistakes. And I think Kyle Shanahan will probably defend him saying, hey, we threw some things at him. We wanted to see how he'd react. You know, that was what we expected. I, I think he would just give those type of responses. Yeah, I think you're right. Plus, I, I think that if he's going to do something like that, he's not going to do that and then not do it for Jimmy as well. So, if anything, he's going to script and try to make the whole offense look good, right? I mean, not just one guy. And I don't think, and I keep saying this, I don't think Kyle, I don't think Jimmy, I don't think Trey, and maybe even me saying it, even though I'm saying look out for it, I don't think we're all ready for how big of a story this is all going to be locally, yeah. nationally, every throw. You're right. Imagine if Garoppolo has one of those practices where he throws five picks in a row. The, right. the, people would or lose he, their damn minds. Or, or if the opposite, if Trey Lance looks bad, it's like, oh, my yeah. God, you drafted this trash quarterback. And the, that's from one practice report. That's from one preseason throw, right? So this is all going to be under a microscope. It, it's going to be nuts. So buckle up for this offseason and preseason. Yeah, for uh, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo threw five straight, which is still – I mean, that is kind of odd, right? I mean, five straight throws, <laughs> five, straight five throws. interceptions. Not just that, five that in one practice, amazing. five in a row. I, I feel like that's something you can't do even if you tried. Right, and yeah. he didn't try and still did it. So that well, that's definitely very interesting. <laughs> but even the, And they aside, went to a Super Bowl. Aside from, yeah, they went to the Super Bowl with that. So it's like he did that, had that terrible practice, whatever. Maybe he was trying new things or whatnot. But before and <laughs> I still went to the Super Bowl. So Amazing. Let's see what else we got here. This is from Mr. Controversy himself. He tags Bay Area Wink in this one. If you want to get on the Wednesday show, you can tag Wink. It makes it a lot easier. He said, just a thought on the Staley coaching thing that we talked about a couple weeks ago. Maybe the reason he isn't coaching yet is he would still be seen as, quote-unquote, one of the boys and not a coach, and he wouldn't receive the respect as a coach. Just a thought. What do you think? Do you think there needs to be a buffer period between player and coach for guys? think if you earn that respect you're in that respect like I get what he's saying I definitely do but I feel like a guy like Joe Staley wouldn't take that you know he wouldn't if somebody was like oh that's just Staley being said no no <laughs> he, he would make sure that that person listened to what he had to say and uh and would definitely step right in and, and exert his authority well the, the the thing is with coaching in the NFL is everybody understands it's a business so you're either gonna like I don't you can respect me or not respect me, but at the end of the day, if you don't do your job, like we're both going to be gone. So I'm just trying to help you figure out what you need to do. Like, I I don't have to like cuss at you or yell at you. Like that's what they do in college. Right. And in the NFL, it's, I just need you to do this right. Cause if you don't, (laughs) we're both going to be sent home. So please get it right. I don't think it has anything to do with like respect. Now, if you're the head coach. Yeah. 
like gotta respect the head coach, like there's that level of whatever. But position coaches, like it's like, dude, I remember when I was with the Jets, it was like, hey crack, man, like hey, you better stop giving up that free release. Like that, that's it. <laughs> you know, it's like all right, all right, man, I'll work on it. But they're not trying to like impose their authority over you. Right. Dan says for the next mailbag pod, NFC West has to be the toughest division, right? How did it get so nasty over here? What's the gap from the toughest division to second place, league wide and divisional? What do you think? Are the 49ers, I mean, are the, uh, is the NFC West the toughest division, no matter what, in the NFL? Because there's some other good divisions out there. Uh, AFC North is pretty tough. I think there's at least three teams there, one of them up and coming, and the other three have legitimate shots at the Super Bowl. Uh, NFC West definitely has to be the hardest because all four teams can make the playoffs. Right. You look at the AFC North, and there's still the Bengals where they're not going to have that type of expectations, right? So, you know, I think an, another team that's – or a division that's not good in theory, probably the NFC East. Yeah. There's just so many question marks surrounding each team, even with the Dallas Cowboys, who you might think might have the most talented team possibly, but their defense, I mean, it, it's been atrocious. So I'd say the NFC East is probably probably the worst division yeah. because there, there's not that – clear-cut team where you're like oh that's a that's a, even a playoff uh a guaranteed team like do, do yeah. they have one of those teams in that division no but i think with the west i think how how they did that was seattle's been good for a long time you know you get that good young quarterback you can build around him with that rookie deal you know blah 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 rams they went out and got mcveigh and they got a good young quarterback and they got a great defense the 49ers great defense you know arizona they hit with their pick kyler murray was a legit pick like when you get those high draft picks and you hit on a guy it's really gonna last the niners hit with bosa you know you saw what happened in year one with bosa and then you saw what happened when bosa wasn't there in year two like when you get those high draft picks and you hit on a guy and you got a good young coaching staff which look around the nfc west there's three really young coaches that are really good and then there's one who's been doing it for a really long time so I think if you build a team right, which has been happening in the NFC West, you're gonna you're gonna have good teams. And and right now, it's unfortunate that the 49ers are in this division because, like you said, if they're in the NFC West, you know, it'd be or NFC East, it'd be a whole different story. But you know, they're they're in the toughest by far. A lot of big time quarterbacks, and then a lot of mm -hmm. resources put into making sure they have good quarterbacks. He's got to compete with those teams. Um, you don't have to compete as hard in division when there isn't a bunch of great quarterbacks and, and great teams already. So maybe that changes, you know, how teams have gone about building their thing. Actually, now I think about the Rams remind me of when McVay showed up, they already had a good roster, but they, you know, under Jeff Fisher kind of not getting over the hump. It reminds me when, when Harbaugh showed up with the 49ers. Yeah. He just made point. them win with the same dudes. And that's kind of what happened with the Rams and went and lost the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's good comparison. We're kind of out of time here. Was there any other questions that you guys saw? on Twitter that we got to hit before we go? I think we're good. 904 Niners Nation wants to know when we're going to do an all-time 49ers redraft like Wink and I did, but now with Crocker, we'd have to have three different teams. I like it. I think we should. My answer to that would be I so thoroughly destroyed Wink in that that I don't know false. if it's even worth doing it again, and Croc probably doesn't even want to take me on. That's false. Everything about it. Uh, I'm always down. I think it's more fun, actually. I think it'd be more fun and more difficult yeah. with three teams. Agreed. Yeah. Probably. You'll be able to take two quarterbacks this time. Unless things are really snow, slow next week when camp gets going, this is probably going to be a next offseason thing. I think it might yeah, be it's going to be a March. Right. But we'll but put that on the back burner. That would be a fun one. Remind us, 904 We kind of made it, guys. We kind of made it through the offseason. That's good. Yeah. 
That's crazy. Some teams are reporting for camp, right? And, and yeah, the Hall of Fame game rookies, is, is Cowboys. Some rookies and reported today. Steelers, yeah, yeah, teams. yeah. The people playing in the Hall of Fame game, right? They get that little yeah. advantage. They get there a yeah. week earlier, and then rookies going to report next week for the 49ers. and Here we'll we have go. it all covered for you every day. Tomorrow we're going to finish up this week. Then I'm going on vacation for a couple of days. Uh, tomorrow is the defensive side of the 53-man roster projection, and then we'll have you covered every day from the beginning of camp all the way through the football season which is rapidly approaching wink thanks for joining us as always my pleasure guys thanks everybody for listening be back tomorrow right here locked on 49ers Woo.